What's going on, guys? It's John Haas, RN, CCRN with NRSNG.com. Today, I have a little bit different episode. This is more like a public service announcement. And to start it off, I want to tell you guys about one of the worst shifts of my life. This was in the neuro ICU when staffing uh, on the unit was was abysmal. I mean, no other way to put it. We, The administration at the hospital had made a very poor decision to move our unit, which had been 19 beds, into a 34-bed unit without hiring any more nurses. So we just put a brand new addition on the hospital, and administration thought, oh, perfect, now we can bring more patients in, or whatever they were thinking. It wasn't very clearly defined. They nearly doubled the size of our unit without doubling our staff. And so for months after this, our unit suffered tremendously uh, for staffing. And what made things worse is we had a lot of new nurses. We'd brought a lot of new nurses in from internship and they were just finishing training or they were getting close to finishing training. So while they were learning and while they were helpful, they still required a lot of direction and and watching and everything. So in a, in a neurotrauma, trauma one ICU, that doesn't necessarily help a lot. So I want to tell you about the worst shift of my life. In the ICU, you are generally with two patients, two patients, one nurse. What can happen is you can have a one-to-one patient. And what a one-to-one patient means is that the care of these patients requires so much attention. It requires so much thought, so much uh, work by the nurse that you can only have one patient. Otherwise, there's no way to take care of, uh, of anyone else. And so what happens with these types of patients is you will be in the room with the patient on your feet pretty much the entire shift because you're drawing labs, you're you're um, writing vitals, you're doing procedures, and it just takes up your entire evening or your entire shift. So some of these patients that can be one-to-one would be like continuous dialysis, would be donor patients who are in the process of, of going uh, down for uh, uh, organ harvesting. Uh, it could be TPA patient. It could be a, a patient who's on Arctic Sun post-CPR, which means that they're they're wrapped in this cooling blanket kind of thing, and you're drawing continuous labs, monitoring potassium, uh, especially trying to restore neurofunction post-CPR. So during one shift on the neuro ICU, I was in the final, or I was training a new nurse. I was training an intern. And so they thought, great, we can just throw a ton of patients at these two. What ended up happening is we were with three one-to-one patients. Okay, and no one thought this was a bad idea. Everyone thought, well, you can you can do it. You guys will be okay. So we were with a patient who was on Arctic Sun. We were with a donor patient who was preparing to go for organ harvesting the next morning. And we were with a TPA patient, who, which means basically a patient comes with a, in with a, a suspected ischemic stroke. The physician in the ED gives them uh, TPA, which is tissue plasminogen activator, which is supposed to dissolve the clot. And the patient is at extreme risk for hemorrhagic or for bleeding after this. And so that you need to really be watching them. You're doing Q15 minute vitals on these patients, full set of vitals for Q15 minutes, including neurochecks. For whatever reason... They thought this would be a fantastic idea to give us all three of these patients, okay, where I'm trying to teach a, and these are all complex patients too, right? This isn't like a patient uh, with, with a basic stroke or a patient with, uh, with uh, angina or something like that. These are patients that require a lot of teaching because there's a lot of, that's going on above the surface level of, of what you're doing for them. So we had an Arctic Sun patient, we had a donor patient, and we had a TPA patient. And this was this was great, they thought, Okay. Obviously, this was terrible. Okay, this was a terrible staffing decision. This was a a poor decision. 
But what is happening in a lot of hospitals and what's happening throughout the country and what I hear from a lot of nurses is that, and it's pretty obvious too, that that staffing ratios are pretty much being flushed down the toilet, right? We have them up there. We have them as, as general ideas. This is a good idea to not give a nurse more than this many patients or whatever. But I'm hearing from nurses in med surge units who are getting six patients. I'm hearing from ICU nurses who are continuously getting three patients. I'm hearing from ED nurses who are taking care of multiple patients at one time and not being able to to really give any of the care that they need to. So I know I norm- normally don't talk about a lot of political type things on the podcast, but national patient ratios is an issue. It's an issue nationwide um, in a lot of places. There are some places that have corrected this. Um, California has a set patient ratio by legislative mandate. Um, I actually have a friend who I worked with as, at, at the hospital who went to California as a travel nurse. And she has told me that it's it's mandated, like legislative mandate has set patient ratios at a set standard. And so you can't take care of more patients than that legally. What I want to do today is I want to make you guys aware of a, of a really cool movement. This is a cool movement by uh, Show Me Your Stethoscope, uh, by Nurses for National Patient Ratios, and by A Voice for Nurses Now. These three groups have partnered together to attend what's being called the Rally for National Nurse-to-Patient Ratios in Washington, D.C., and this is happening on May 12th of 2016, so in just about a month. So on May 12th, 2016, nurses are going to gather in Washington, D.C. to attend this Rally for National Nurse-Patient Ratios. What is this? Okay, what this is, and I want you to go to our website, nrsng.com slash rally, R-A-L-L-Y, nrsng.com slash rally. I'll have links to all the information you need to know about this. What this is, is is there's two bills basically right now that are that are being stalled. Okay, they're that are in Congress right now that we want to get to move forward. And what these bills are going to do is they're going to institute national patient ratios. Okay, so what will happen is if these bills pass, when these bills pass, it's going to set national patient safety ratios. One of these is H.R. 1602. And what the bill does is it implements these national patients ratios across the entire country right and what it does one of so the ratios are one patient in trauma emergency units one patient in operating rooms two patients in critical care units three patients in emergency room units four patients in medical surgical units five patients in rehab six patients three couplets in postpartum units i know a lot of hospitals have this out there and they write about it and they say this is what we really want to keep it to but what's going to happen is I'm going to tell you guys is what happens is that starts that line starts to get skirted and skirted and skirted until eventually you're taking on way more patients, way more um, than you should really be expected to do as a nurse or that's safe to even do as a nurse. It's not safe for the patient. It's not safe for the family and it's not safe for the nurse. And this is a huge reason for burnout. Um, this is linked to negative outcomes in hospitals. And then at the same time, administration is going to come back to you and say, why are our patient satisfaction numbers so poor? Well, how much time do you think I had with any individual patient when I was on, on, in this three one-to-one patients? Uh, none. There was no time to talk to the patient. There was time to get it done and get out. Okay, so it's, it's funny that administration will push safe patient satisfaction numbers while at the same time pushing nurse to patient ratios. It just doesn't make sense. So what, what's going to happen on May 12th is nurses are going to gather in Washington, D.C., and they're going to have this rally to try to push 
these bills through. So what I want you guys to do, I want you to go to nrsng.com rally. Okay, and on there I'm going to have a link to the Facebook pages and to the press releases about this rally for national nurse to patient ratios in DC. Again, the date is May 12th. I want you to go to nrsng.com rally where I'm going to kind of aggregate uh, these Facebook pages and all the information about what's going on. And I want you guys to take part in this. If you live anywhere near the DC area, or if you have time on May 12th, I know that's uh, right around finals week and everything, but if you have time to make it down there on May 12th to take part in this, it would be very important uh, for you to do so. If, if it's by any means possible, it's important for you to do so. If you're a nursing student, believe me, this is going to impact your career. If you're a practicing nurse, believe me, this is going to impact your career. If you're an administration or a nursing educator, this is a way that you can show solidarity as this group of nurses, okay? We are all in this together, you guys. We want each other to succeed. Whether you're administration, whether you're an educator, whether you're a student, whether you're a practicing nurse, whether you're a retired nurse, we all want this profession to succeed, okay? There's no reason for us to expect other nurses to drown or to suffer or to have... uh, unrealistically difficult shifts. And that's the message I really want to get out to you. What what I saw happen a lot is I took part in, in staffing uh, after these events in, in, in my hospital. And what you would see is when all the charge nurses from all the different units would get together, they would start talking about all these new admits that are coming overnight, okay? Fresh hearts gonna be having to come in, you know, TPA patients, traumas, transfers. And what will happen is it's almost looked at so what, what can happen is nurses that want to call safe harbor or want to say this isn't safe are almost looked at badly. Okay, and I, I don't agree with that necessarily. I wish that instead we would say, okay, is this is this a realistic assignment? Is this something that this nurse can handle? And maybe we should call safe harbor. You know, there's no harm in that if it's protecting our nurses and protecting our patients. And if the nurse really thinks they need to call safe harbor, well, Why? You know, what needs to happen? And I think the bigger issue here is 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 this idea of national nurse to patient ratios. Okay, and looking at this and making it uh, broadly applicable across the entire country of what a nurse can expect when they go to work, what is safe for a nurse to expect when they go to work. And and I, I really think this is something that would be really good for you to participate in. So go to nrsng.com slash rally and you'll be able to find all the information. I want you guys to go over there. It's show me your stethoscope, Net nurses for national patient ratios, a voice for nurses now, um, and all these organizations. So I want you to take part in this. If you can, nrsng.com slash rally, sign up on these Facebook pages, these event pages, and at least learn about more what's going on. All right, guys, we'll talk to you soon.